Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Welcome to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and... And me, Scott Wilder. Scott Wilder, we're living on the Wilder side again today. So, um, Scott, I, I don't consider you a you're all you're special but you know a special guest is somebody new hasn't been on the podcast before you know something like that so i just let you say your name and whatever uh, it's great to be great to be back here um i feel like i need to indulge and have a beer today so maybe i'll Oof. take a walk on the wilder side and while we're talking have a, uh, a sip of beer i doubt it but maybe <laughs> it's, it's a little early for me and I'm actually off today. We, we have what we call a recharge day or the day before, or, you know, the weekend before Easter off. So <laughs> some people have, it, they're, they're calling it a recharge day. So, you know, uh, and I'm doing some peers over beers and, and I appreciate you getting on today. Um, so Scott, I wanted to, to, you've had lots of experiences and you've had a lot of um, things that you've done in communities and, and you've, you've been there, done that. I wouldn't say you're old, but you've been doing it for a long time. I started when I was five. Jeez. <laughs> I think we all have to some degree, haven't we? <laughs> it was a schoolyard community, though. <laughs> exactly. Pushing other kids off the monkey bars and swings or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just joking. I don't think Scott would really do that. Um, well, hey, I, I had a little topic that I wanted to talk a little bit about today and dive into. Um, and hoping that you, you know, instead of an interview, and maybe it's sort of an interview, but it's, it's more about helping me and maybe helping others to think about the events, whether they're virtual events, on-site events, in a bigger, maybe, maybe they're user groups. I'm not sure, to, to be honest, but I can tell you a little story. You ready for the story? Yep. Go for, for, the pre- for the pre-show, I already told you, but let's do it for the audience. <laughs> um, so I built this program. Here at Reltio, um, and you know, Reltio is a master data management company, so it's very complex. When you think of connecting business systems together to get like this view, this what we call 360 view of the customer, no matter what system that customer is uh, in. And so, point is, is um, you know, I'm trying to bring those leaders together uh, and come up with something really cool from a community standpoint. Well, you know, and I've built kind of these, these virtual webinars, one to go deep into our product, uh, but also I'm kind of thinking about doing something a little bit different and thinking of kind of this thought leadership and bringing not just our technical users to the community, but also how do I think about, you know, um, the higher level thought leadership type folks that might not be using our product, but think about data in a big way all the time, you know, and, and things like that. So. I've been averaging maybe 70 to 100 uh, folks on our webinars, and it's pretty good. And so yesterday, uh, we had this webinar, or I call it the community show, uh, with our founder and CTO, Manish Sood, and um, one of our VPs that did the moderation. And it was really good. You know, like, we we did a, uh, a I asked the community to ask questions. We had some CIOs and some even people that are technical ask uh, Manish questions. So we kind of got all those questions and it was live and everything else. So it was a lot of fun, recorded it and I'll get some really good content out from it. And 
I think we had like 110 people show up and, you know, it was really, I thought it was really good. And our CEO got in on it, you know, at least kind of listened to it. Um, I think he liked it, but, you know, and he brought up though a question um, that, you know, look, community is only almost a year old here, April 28th. Um, so, you know, we're just in a sense getting started, but, you know, my CEO likes to think big um, and I do too. And I think it's important, uh, but I also think that organization, the organization as a whole has to think big. Does that make sense so far? Yep. All right. So here's my thing. So I, my CEO asked me, he goes, Hey, you know, Chris, how many attendees were there more so versus, you know, attendees, you know, employees versus prospects, customers and things like that. Well, a little over half, which we had a good, which to me was a good amount, uh, was employees because they want to learn too. And I think 70% of our employees are new to the company anyways. So it's kind of good, you know, for them to learn and stuff like that. But, um, and, you know, I said back, oh, it was pretty good. We had a little over half were employees and a little less than half. And here's the numbers. Um, and, And it was really good. You know, I really enjoyed it. And he goes, well, Chris, you know, I have a different view of what that means. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. And he goes, he goes, uh, well, you know, I, he said, let me, let me find it. We need community to be a marketing machine. He said hundreds of events and thousands of external attendees every year. And I thought about that and I was like, how am I going to do that? <laughs> so Scott, how would you do that? I'm asking you. Oh, put me on the spot. I love it. Um, so, you know, first of all, I think a lot of um, companies and CEOs and people in the corner offices and people in the trenches are thinking of like, what is a, how do you use community to be a lever for growth? Yeah. And, yeah. Right. And, and what's your go-to community strategy or go-to market strategy. And in that, um, that requires, I think, a holistic, or at least the way I would think about it, kind of a holistic uh, ongoing movement. And what I mean by that is, and maybe this is what he was getting at, I, I don't know, is instead of thinking of it as an isolated event or moment, think about it as this whole program with a series of interaction type of events over time. And those could be you know, workshops, they could be conferences, they could be, you know, we used to HubSpot call them to have science days, um, networking, AMA, and right. So I've just thrown out a lot of like different yeah. formats. Yeah. And just like the, uh, you know, we talked about my age earlier on. So I used to watch the Oz <laughs> growing up. I watched it too. <laughs> so just like the man behind the curtain, um, you know, thinking about how do you orchestrate all these different types of events? Um, and so how do you orchestrate them? How do you operationalize them, Mm. optimize them? And that requires, you know, again, um, if you think about a community team, Mm. somebody who's really going to take charge and think about what's the calendar for this, who are the speakers? Mm. Um, you know, we're doing an event coming up, um, at crowd for crowdvocate in June. And so, you know, one of the things my team is working on is the, the calendar of events and who the speakers are and the subject matters. And it's what we're talking about now is it's not a one and done deal. It's a series Mm -hmm. of things. And you're working with your, and you've heard me before talk about co-design, co-piloting, co-creating, you know, working with your customers to figure out like, what is the right event 
to have for them, you know, like, and I feel like sometimes these big events, I guess now with COVID, everybody, you know, is really happy to get back together in person, but sometimes the big events solve for the company. And so you really need to think about like what, how it's going to solve for the customer or user or whatever. And they might want more, you know, we've also talked about in the past, these more intimate environments where it's a smaller group of people. So I'll stop right there because I just threw out a, a lot. Yeah, I think um, I think you hit it right on it. Some of the things that you can go do, and and I think he's probably talking about all of that, right? So you know, there's something a little bit for everyone. I mean, you don't just solve the problem tomorrow, but I also think it has to be in the mindset of the leaders, his leaders, in a sense, right? So you know, it can't just be the Chris Detzel thing. Now I can drive it and I can push it, but you know, um, it takes what what I think it was resources to, like you said, manage the you know, speakers, the, the operational kind of things that you have to go do the, you know, like if, if you're going to do these small events of 10 people, one, and you want to do 10 of them in two months, well, you know, you got to know where to go. You know, you still need speakers. You need to get people there. You, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, that you have to do, especially if you don't already have it. So you have to ramp it up. It's kind of like building this online community that I've already built from scratch, it's building this other thing from scratch. Although you have some people to maybe pull from, you know, to start trying to, you know, f- from the community side of things to, to see what kind of events they want to go to, to see kind of what kind of discussions they want to have. So you already have some of that to really, you know, uh, pull of folks. You don't have to build it completely from scratch, but I still think the operationalization and everything else is from ground zero. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, definitely. I mean, one thing I really like what you said, and I think community people forget to mention it is the importance of your coworkers and your empl- and the employees yeah. in the company to help you build this village. Um, somebody said it takes whatever a village to build something. I don't know. Anyway, something like that. Something like that. You've um, you've drank too much already. I know. I know. It's the morning. <laughs> you know, empty stomach. Um, no, no alcohol. Okay. No alcohol. But I think the other thing too is um, I would look at it as kind of an extension mm-hmm. of what you're doing versus kind of a, an add-on. And then, you know, I would do some numbers with him saying, okay, so if I get, you know, 500 people and X number become leads and we convert them, you know, I might be worthy of a headcount. I might be worthy of getting, you know, John Smith or Sally, Sally Rogers time, you yep. know, to, to help you out because, what we talked, what I mentioned earlier, you know, you can't do that alone, even if you drink a lot of coffee. I drink a lot in the mornings, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you can't drink. Now, the nice thing about some of these events, you know, especially like if they're dinners and things like that, you could have some beers because that helps. Right. It, it slows me down, but I, I know most people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> had to get the beer con. It's helpful because I, I'll tell you what, alcohol is helpful to get to know people, you know, and, and, and it just allows you to kind of loosen up a little bit. doesn't have to be beer, maybe just one, you know, but what do you think about that? I, I agree. And, you know, unfortunately my mind's going to some Shakespearean quotes, which I can't say here about, about alcohol, but uh, um, for those who really want to know, you can con- contact me um, directly. Online. But um, so, anyway, so I think it's, you know, you know, depending on the relationship with the people you're working with is kind of, you know, say like, you know, this is a team sport, right? Yeah. Like I've, you know, I put a lot of points on the board and I have, you know, X number of people in the community, but now we're talking about, 
you know, taking it to the next level and, you know, do the numbers, right. You know, um, maybe you can get some money from the sales team or something by saying, look, you know, I'm going to get you X number of leads. And I think the other thing, which I think you probably know, this is, um, these events, you know, don't have to be just about, you know, you and your product and all that. It's just, absolutely. No. So that's something else I want to talk about, because I think that is the key at the end of the day is, you know, we've, I've been talking to my boss in the past and this kind of all relates to each other because I think of, when I think of uh, events, I think of content. I think of the people that are going to their, to the events and what we're going to cover. And then how do we curate some of this content and use it for, you know, could be SEO, could be, you know, cool videos, you know, a lot of stuff. So something that I've been thinking about and I've, uh, started to reach out to people even within our company and, and outside the company is thinking about the overall community. So let's, so today we have a technical community that is, you know, learning about the product, getting the most out of the product, which is a highly important thing, you know, kind of this, I guess you could call it support community, which is, you know, extremely important, but that's just a small piece of the pie, right? So this is all about how to use Reltio, you know, go in here, click this, click that. Here's an API on how to do that or the other, right? So that's one. The two is there's a whole data community out there. There's a whole, you know, our, our um, uh, product is a master data management tool that helps master data management professionals. But one of the things outside of the tool is how do you build a master data management practice? What does that entail before you even get to the tool, right? And what is data, you know, in, in that is, building a data governance practice, building a data quality, building all these things. And, and the topics at the high level are right there that I just said, right? Like, how do I start talking about those kinds of things? How do we start solving those problems? And then how do we, how does Realtio become more of a thought leader and more of a uh, focused in that area? Because that's where you're going to get, you know, VPs of data governance, VPs of, you know, uh, or C- chief data officers, et cetera, that are interested because they want to know right? They don't really care about the tool per se. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't care about tools, but you start solving those problems and you start being and, and helping them solve those problems. They'll be like, Realtia is a no-brainer. We're going with it. You know what I mean? No, I love that. In fact, um, it reminds me of uh, experience I had back in the 1900s. Um, <laughs> when so old. I was, when I was consulting at SAP and, um, you know, they, <laughs> they really... Um, doubled down on, on data. They had a new product called HANA. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the strategies was to get to the data people and they really mm-hmm. focused on, you know, the thought leadership angle at first. And what was interesting about that is there's so many different types of, you know, data people from the data scientists to the That's business right. analysts who is just like getting their feet wet in the space. There's another angle at it is, uh, you know, there's the people who really want to share their wisdom, the, the teachers versus the learners. And then, you know, you talked about like specific areas, governance and privacy. And so I privacy think that's, is huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And I think it's a, it's a great way to think about it. And, you know, just, those are just like, I just threw out you know, different, different ways you can, I'll mix my metaphors, slice the cake here, uh, slice, whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. and I think for a company like yourself, you know, here I am in the bleachers. I think there's a great opportunity for, to establish that, that leadership there. Yeah. And guide people. And then you, you know, not a hard sell. Then you introduce all, you know, the product and all that stuff. 
Yeah, it's it's a good point. So, um, and and what you know, I know we kind of started talking about events, but I'm I'm starting to think about how do you have those kind of events? You know, how do you have that kind of content? How do you have, you know, uh, the other piece of that was, you know, within that whole data um, field, you have customers that you know are CIOs or CDOs or VPs of data, whatever. You have prospects that are you know, potential people that are going to maybe buy your product one day. Uh, you have partners, you know, like the Accentures, Deloitte's and all those things that have those kind of practices that, you know, can maybe help uh, partner with you. You also have influencers in that space that can really help you. Those are the things I'm thinking about in a big way. And I just got to figure out one, get people on my side internally, right? Uh, I think there is, but you know, I'm still a team of one, which hopefully that changes uh, in the very near future. But yes, fingers crossed, we'll see. Um, but that's what I want to go after: is that community, you know, and 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 have somebody run the technical community. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and the last piece I'll say is, from a virtual standpoint, there's a lot of opportunity just within the community. Um, and it could be the technical community, or it could even be outside of that. Is um, the events that I have going on are, have been very technical, but I've now started thinking outside of that, and more so, I'm about to execute on some of them. Think about those higher level virtual events, right? Like how to build a master data management practice from scratch, but then a whole series of master data, how to do that within you know within the different areas of master data management without having to even talk about the tool itself, right? And then start creating that content. And I think uh, I, I mentioned the other piece of that is, you know, and, and that's how you get one, I think the community engage and evolve it's because you start doing that, you find people within your organization to help you, not just, you know, be those practitioners in a sense or show that you can do it. Then you start bringing others in, you know what I mean? And then just, and, and then you can have different types of events. One is every month, maybe you have like a, uh, thought leadership. Maybe you have one or two kind of go into the product, you know, every week we have something really for the audiences and you start kind of seeing who's showing up, who's not showing up, you know, and, and what audiences are, are, are doing what, you know, I mean, if you could tell I'm very excited about this, like it's been going through my head. Yeah. I, I love it. It's bounced this great. off somebody like you. So. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really great. And I think about, you know, all the different personas in your ecosystem and you know pick pick two or so to start with yeah don't try and boil the whole data ocean um but uh i think that's yeah that's definitely definitely the way to go i mean you know you know a dirty secret here is that um, i'm about to launch a podcast what the hell no okay awesome and uh but that's how we've approached it is really thinking about like you know what should there's different personas we could go after, like in the data world, you talked about several and, you know, working with your team and figuring out like, you know, if it's a top of the funnel exercise where you're trying to, you know, establish thought leadership, get people to your site, kind of like what HubSpot does with yeah. you know, its academy, its blog, et cetera. You know, who do you, you know, where do you want to focus first? Um, yeah. So, but, and data is, data is not going away. You know, data is like, there's more and more opportunities and more and more people are trying to, you know, figure out how it impacts their careers. Not so. So, tell me about this blog, uh, podcast. Is it just a Scott Wilder thing, or is it uh, 
company thing or what? It's a company thing. Uh, it's going to be awesome. customer-led growth um, podcast. And uh, basically looking at uh, kind of two audiences is the, uh, so what we're really trying to do is, and I'm, I'm off topic here a little bit of what we're talking about. That's okay. But No, uh, because I'm going to bring it back around because I, I, I'm going to say something about this. Okay. So we think there's an evolution going on of um, what's happening in customer marketing, you know, and uh, and historically you have a lot of people doing customer marketing type of activities, but they're not really working together. And uh, now what's, we're seeing that you know, people, groups like advocacy and references and communities are starting to report into customer marketers. And we see that um, the next evolution of that, the extension of that is going to be customer-led growth. And so there's mm-hmm. people who are going to be at the CMO strategic level. That's one audience. And then there's people who are in the digital trenches at the practitioners. And so this podcast is going to really offer two, two tracks. Maybe we're building the CLG, the podcast network starting there with these two different shows. But um, that's how, you know, how we're thinking about it. What's the... Um... How many shows do you do you plan on doing like a week or a month or two a month? Two a month. Okay. So I've learned so much here from you. And so <laughs> taking a page from your playbook, you know, we'll, we'll go for it. I'll be very interested to see how this goes. And the reason is um, because I believe that, you know, to create content, you need a funnel of content, other content. You have to have a reason to run, let's say a podcast, for example. And you talk about some really good stuff. But you can create a blog. You can create short clips. You can create a video potentially, you know, from it. So it could be a video. It could be audio. It could be a couple of blogs. Depends on how long it is, you know. And and you can cut those clips and then push them out to, you know, could be audio clips, could be whatever you whatever you want. And I think that's important. And the reason I think that's important, Scott, is um, one, it gives me a funnel of content <laughs> to write about, think about. Um, yeah. And, you know, I don't have to make shit up, you know. Um, and then two, I think when you, if you get the entire marketing team and, and the organization, it doesn't have to be just a marketing team, but, you know, social, uh, certainly the marketing pieces, but also you get the organization excited, maybe the CS or the sales or whoever, uh, you know, posting that stuff on LinkedIn, posted on just everybody posting stuff, you know, and, and, and slowly but surely getting the word out, you know, and when you think of kind of those, those blogs, you know, for SEO and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's just pushing out good, clean, relevant, you know, uh, uh, content to users that are interested in that. And so, you know, that's how I'm looking at it. And that's, you know, I think, you know, a podcast is great. Um, you know, so I don't know if you have anything about if, if that's sort of what you're thinking or not really, or, you know, what's kind of the. Yeah, no, I definitely think, I definitely agree with you that, um, you know, podcast is a great. Um, and it's sticky. Podcasts are sticky. It's, it's sticky, but you're putting, you know, you're, you're creating something that then it's fairly easy to repurpose. For yeah. example, Sam uh, Shepler um, interviewed me recently and uh, he turned, you know, the one pod, the one V caster, interview into like six, you know, different things that he could post on LinkedIn. And then, yeah. you know, there's probably a blog after that. There's a transcription. Um, yep. and, and then I think, you know, it's getting, 
you know, we've talked, I think we talked once about, you know, these like growth squads are getting cross-functional people in a room and saying, okay, we have this asset now. How do we leverage it across our different channels? And even, you know, um, even with like sales enablement, I mean, think about, you know, if you go down the path and do podcasts mm-hmm. around data, right, they're probably like have some customers who are new to the category. Yeah. Right. And so you don't want to start talking about all the cool widgets you're selling. You want to like, <laughs> you know, figure out like in that kind of pre-sale stage or it can be post-sales too of like you have this content that was created via a podcast that that one was put into text or whatever, and then you can share with them. So I think this whole reusing mindset that you have, uh, you know, repurposing content is right on. I think it's, I mean, it's the only way to do it to me. Um, and I think it, it's highly important. I like, I like that, man. I didn't, I think I might've saw one of those posts or whatever, maybe that you, maybe did you repost it or something or no? I just reposted it, but you know, he's really the, the magician behind the curtain. Yeah. You know, everybody's behind the curtain today, Oz. And, but he's, he's, he's the one who really uh, put <laughs> Full it of together. Jokes today. It's great. And I, but I really like what he did, you know, and uh, you know, just being transparent, I reached out to him and said like, tell me how, you know, t- tell me how you made me look, look good. Um, but uh, good. I think that's, and there's people out there who are doing some really interesting things with repurposing content. And yep. um, I think that's, you know, as, content creators it's just it's a great opportunity for us to learn so i think community is all about content and you know whether it's engaging content i mean it's a no-brainer right? like when i say that it sounds like no chris but i don't think people get that sometimes you know like it, it's all about what problems are you trying to solve in that particular community you know what i mean if you stay with that purpose and create content that's relevant you know, then I think for the most part, people will engage in it if they're, in, you know, so, and, and people engage in different ways. So that on the podcast thing, how, so I'm going to get a little technical and, and I'm very, but I'm very interested now. And one is maybe this is an offline conversation. I don't know, but so as you kind of look at uh, <laughs> strike one, baseball seasons, you know, uh, I don't know, but anyways, so <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we, we, um, or as I kind of think about a business podcast, right? Like how do you tie that into your main website and how do you, um, I mean, you'll get transcripts and all that stuff and put that into the podcast area, uh, you know, for the SEO, but, you know, are you making sure you're tying that into the main website so that that gets the SEO juice, if you will, you know, is that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it, it's all connected. And okay. that's where you really need that team. You know, at, at my current company, there's another team that runs the website. Yep. Um, and so really figuring out, you know, if it's an SEO play, like what, what is the, the goal there? You know, what pillar, content pillars they want, things like that. Um, I think it's also, you know, something for me is structuring the podcast so I could repurpose the content in certain categories, of course. put that on the site. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, thinking, you know, having the end in the mind and working backwards, I think yeah. that's the way I think about it. So, yeah, because as I kind of think about the beauty of podcasts is you do a 30 minute to an hour long podcast. I mean, that transcript full of words <laughs> of really juicy words, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, that is relevant to your audiences. I mean, if that's what you're talking about 
And so just pushing that into the, you know, today, the way this podcast work is, you know, I, I just use Zoom and Zoom has kind of a, a, you know, transcript. It's not great, but it's good enough. And I just push that into um, uh, Transistor is the podcast company. And then, um, you know, I just push the audio and the, and the transcript into that. Um, but I just recently started doing that probably five or six months ago, which, you know, before I had to pay for the transcript. So that's a new feature that Zoom has, you know. Um, Have you looked at like StreamYard and things like that? Mm -mm. Or Riverside? Or... StreamYard and Riverside? I, I did look at Riverside and that looked really cool. Yeah. I, but uh, it, that's that video, that, you know, besides Zoom, right? That you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, but, that looked really cool. Have you used yeah, it? So, so for StreamYard, um, you know, it's a, definitely a tool that I'm considering. So basically you're doing what we're doing now, Yeah. but it, it, it makes it easier to publish on social media platforms. Oh. Um, and then you could use a third party. I think you might have to, I have to look at the transcription process there. Um, so, but that, that stuff's becoming way more and more important, right? So this is all relevant in my opinion to community stuff because of the, the beauty of transcripts and content that you can push out to, um, you know, if you're doing an interview and it's just question, answer, question, answer, you could put a nice little paragraph about what it's about and then the interview, Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but so Scott, this has been really good. I, I know it's probably not as long as they normally are, but I really wanted to just pick your brain one about the event piece, uh, the content piece and, you know, kind of what, your thoughts were, and this is extremely valuable to me. Hopefully it's value to others. Well, this, this has been really helpful for me because it's just, um, you know, I'm thinking a lot about events right now. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to kind of think about it. It's another thing to try and articulate <laughs> what you're thinking uh, yeah. for, for others. And um, yeah, and, you know, anytime you want to like, uh, you know, volley some ideas back and forth, let me know. Oh, I will. I mean, I have a lot of things that are that's going on right now. And so I think, you know, when you think of that thought leadership piece, that's a big opportunity from a content. And then when you think of the events piece, so maybe trying to figure out how to tie those two in so I don't have too much work to do. <laughs> you know, like I like to kill three birds, one stone, not yeah. really, but, you know, just do multiple things at one time, um, you know, whether it's content or engagement and, and those kinds of things. I think about that a lot. And I think there's a huge opportunity here at Realtio. Obviously, Scott, I think, you know, for crowdsource, that's where you work, right? Crowdvocate. Crowdvocate, shit. Crowdvocate. <laughs> My apologies. There's lots of opportunity there. And you guys are already starting to do some cool stuff. And I'll be listening in on, or at least picking your brain about the podcast thing, because I'm thinking about that too. So yeah, anytime. It's always great to be here. And I think, you know, you're in a, it might seem overwhelming, um, it is. Of, but uh, you're definitely in a, in a great, great position to really like, you know, start some of these programs. Like just think about if you can like figure out the right cadence for events. Um, I agree. You know, like, your sales team and success teams will be really happy. Everybody to be happy if we can do that, do that right. And your well, CEO will be happy. I can't, don't forget yeah. that guy. <laughs> He's definitely an important part of the happiness. Um, Scott, thanks so much. I'm Chris Detzel for another Peers Over Beers and Scott Wilder. Living on the Wilder side. Thanks, Scott. Take care. <laughs>